Yeah, we in the motherfucking house. Back up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Run, 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 run. Yo, where you, where you, where you at today? You, 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 you in Quick and Lows? You, you in Cleveland? Nah, dog. I'm coming to you live from the royal wedding. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's good because I, I mean, I thought I saw you here. I didn't know you was coming. I didn't think you was gonna make it. But that's where I'm at. You ain't seen me out there. I had to teach these motherfuckers how to do the electric slide. They ain't know how to do the electric slide over here in you know? England. You know what I'm saying? We were like kind of majestic and shit right now. You it, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? Majestic as fuck. You know what I'm saying? We got some of that some of that black magic mixed in this motherfucker too. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Cutting P had to come through. Cutting P had to come through through the motherfucking electric slide in this hoe. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Hit him hit him with that with that tussie roll too. They man, tussie they roll. behind the times over here. They they need to get with it. They wasn't ready. You know, they, then then we had to show them the Harlem shake. Exactly. They they wasn't ready. They wouldn't knock yourself out. You know what I'm saying? You mind like, knock yourself out. You the new princess. Let's knock yourself out. You know what I mean? We, we, we was hitting that thing. It was a good time, though. Um, the hors d'oeuvres were off the chain. For sure. For sure. Prince Charles. Did you have some Prince Charles bris- brisket? I didn't get any of the brisket. It was gone when I made my way to that oh, side I of the know. table. The motherfucker do some brisket. Oh, boy. He was soaking that bitch in red some old wine that you can't even get in the stove, huh? Some of that old, like, 14th century wine? Hey, yeah, that, that's my people's. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. And they I got that connects. Good, they got that good weed, too. You know what I mean? I got connects. You ain't <laughs> never had no bud from the Royal Bud Garden. I haven't. The, the, shit, the shit off the chain, bro. I might not even need to fly back to the States, bro. Just hit that and float on back across the pond. You know what I mean? I, I figured deal you on that. <laughs> Word up. But yo, I've said, I wonder, I, I wonder, uh, you know, we left off the last podcast a little bit talking about the new, um, you know, federal legislation being knocked down for, um, you know, legalized gambling yeah. and everything. And uh, shit, Vegas, I know, take bets on everything. I wonder if they had like how many, a bet for like how many motherfucking steps the princess was gonna take you know what I'm saying once she left the door <laughs> and all sorts of shit maybe not the steps but how long like <laughs> yeah, yeah how many waves how many times is she gonna wave and shit <laughs> over over and under how many kisses they're gonna do on camera yeah yeah you they got that, all that. You got, which, what would you take on that would you take 10 over or under I, I would have took under 10 cause you know they try to keep it very uh uh, you know, royal and shit. Yeah, yeah. Not too many public displays. You gotta be classy, right? Gotta be classy. You know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, it, it it was a big. It's a big thing on the news. I, I I was seeing it on CNN for like a full hour. That's all they talked about. I was like, there's other shit going on in the world, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 bro. That's what I mean. No offense, but that's what I was telling my girl too. Like we chilling. And I see a CNN moves. I just shake my head. She's like, "Why do you shake your head? Like, what do you?" I'm just like, "I don't like." There's net different networks got two, three anchors here and shit. And yeah. it's like, I mean, to me, I mean, they piss and shit just like we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and motherfuckers get married every day. So I mean, like, they're just some rich motherfuckers getting married, basically. You know, I mean, um, I understand having like you know one person there, but having like five different correspondents. Like one person telling you what sort of wines they were drinking and shit. Like I don't need to know what sort of wine they were drinking. Hey, yeah, hey, I, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I mean, 
who 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 made the dress? I don't care who made the dress, bro. <laughs> yeah, me, but but me killing the electric slide couldn't get no motherfucking coverage. You know no saying? coverage, you know what I mean? That's the shit that got me pissed off because that's what the people want to see. You know, you got to give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do at Ground to Pound. We like to give the motherfucking people what they want. You know, but uh, um, congratulations to uh, the prince and princess. Um, blessings to your marriage and all that good shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely congratulations to everybody that, you know, signs up for... Um, like time of uh, pain, torture, and regret. Um, you know, and, um, you know, and uh, big ups, big ups to everyone that was at the wedding and had a good time with us. Um, it was good times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, straight hand helped lead the motherfucking uh, electric slide with me. You know what I'm saying? Big yeah. up, we, we killing that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to Prince Charles for, for the brisket. You know what I mean? Like I said, um, I didn't actually see him cooking. He was ordering his servants' directions. But nonetheless, you know what I mean? It, yeah, I feel like it came from him. Yeah. He uh, he was in charge of it, so it, it's it's right from his his hands, if you will. Right, 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 exactly. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, the gambling thing, though, um, you know, we only touched on it a little bit last time, but uh, it's, uh, it's a real big, uh, big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, in a lot of different ways. I know uh, – I seen Cuban on TV. He was quoted as saying that he feels that it's gonna double the yeah. value of franchises and everything. Um, That's pretty sweet. If you own a sports franchise, uh, you just, your money just doubled. Yeah, and I know mean, the the NFL franchises are worth you know buku dollars. The NBA ones have went up substantially in the last you know ten twenty years. You know the Clippers got sold a few years back for fucking two billion, and they're the fucking little brother franchises in LA. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about some pretty significant change there. Lots of money to be made here, you know. Um, just just owning any team at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really feel like we need to make a, a dent and just buy like an MLS team, bro. Yeah, you got you got to get in early, right? You got to get in early. Shit, major league soccer, we we out here. Yeah, just like I mean, fucking Jerry bought the goddamn Cowboys back in the eighties for what a million dollars or some bullshit. Fucking, uh, he's he's gonna make a lot more than that if he ever sells. Yeah. <laughs> fucking pennies on the dollar and shit, pretty much. That's what we need to do, you know. We need to get us a, a team like that. Where I can't stand the Cowboys, man, but I fu- I got fucks with Jerry, man. He's a smooth ass motherfucker. He, he, even not, I see Stephen A. Uh, this week on Instagram, and uh, he apparently finally met him face to face, and he's like, you know, my disdain for the Cowboys run so deep, but I mean, I can't hang around, dude. It's hard not to like him. Like this motherfucker just seemed like a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean. Stephen A. Smith should know. I mean, he's pretty smooth himself. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, you know, Jerry, you know, the past photos and video we've seen, you know, Jerry got the chicks on deck. Yeah. Jerry got the hoes on deck. I mean, he, he's he's no Dr. Buss or nothing, but I mean, he's he's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely not know the Dr. Buss had Will and, and, uh, and Magic set for I gotta tell you. Yeah. I heard, um, I heard Magic once say that if Hugh Hefner and Dr. Buss were chasing after one girl back in the day, uh, Dr. Buss would get it hands down. Or, oh, so 
Because you just, you have to spit that linen, boy. You yeah. talking about something smooth. Yeah. So Dr. Bus had some next level game. Okay. Did you imagine the motherfucking grotto party the motherfuckers having in heaven right now? <laughs> I want to be invited, bro. That shit off the chain. You know Pac on the mic, man. Yeah, say DJ screw on the ones and twos, my nigga. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's quite a party. It's just a celebration. You know what I'm John really Lennon like, came out. John Lennon came out with the motherfucking guitar. I feel like Prince is doing some shit up there too, bro. Oh yeah, it's a motherfucking concert like a day. You know, Prince was yeah. a ladies' man himself, bro. Me being ace to God, hey, I mean, aka cool ace. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm cordially invited, you know what I mean? And I, I, I swing through from time to time. I like to leave, you know, my body when I when my body's resting at night, you know what I'm saying? I go up there and I party with you and and Dr. Bus and the hoes. It, 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 it's great. You have, like, Brad Stevens draw up some plays for you, so when you get up there, you can uh, run the plays on them hoes? Exactly. And ain't, ain't nobody better at drawing up them plays right now. Nobody better than, than, than Brad Stevens. But yeah, before before we get into Brad Stevens, because we definitely gonna have to the the to uh touch on, you know, uh game three and what's going on tonight. Um there at Quick and Loans, because I mean we was planning on being live, but we got invited to the wedding, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, we we not there, but we gotta talk about what's going on. But I I wanted to talk about the gambling situation a little more and uh you it's know, gonna make the NFL season that much sweeter. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For for sure. Yeah, you know I mean, we could get a little bit more return on investment than the than the regular office parties that <laughs> go around. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can actually go put a live tight bet uh, on on this motherfucker. But of course, um, you know, the leagues has tried to seems like uh, for the most part in the past steer teams away from Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? For fears of gambling, you know, uh, getting overindulged in by players, you know what I mean? Coaches, fans, whatever the case may be. So, of course, that is, you know, one of the, the, the cons, you know, one of the, the things hanging, looming over this um, legalization of that. So I've seen a quote, too, where I think it would be especially more prevalent, too, and, and this quote kind of sparked my 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 interest on that or or attention on that rather was uh my fucking Ron Artest had a quote saying you know when he was at St John's dudes in the hood would approach you know yo we got you know thirty five thousand whatever for you you know throw this game you know what I'm saying yeah. you got all money on writing this and I mean for kids that's making universities millions of dollars while they eat oodles and noodles and smoke Reggie. Hey, Z, y'all know they ain't got no exotics. You know what I'm saying? They can't afford no motherfuckers. Like, they got to smoke the Reggie. Yeah. On, on campus. You know what I'm saying? No good. Got headaches and shit. You know what I mean? Lungs screaming at a motherfucker and shit. That old boo-boo brown and shit. And uh, $35,000. It's a lot of money. Would, would sound nice, especially to the ones that's not, you know, some players come out, they're highly touted, and, you know, it's pretty much guaranteed they're going to school for one year, and then they go into the league. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for the marginal players, the, the second-round pick um, players that – I was never going to sniff the league players. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we're 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 talking, you know, uh, major conflict dangers here. You know, guys are about to be like, you know, bodyguards at the strip club, players, them type of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and then football is going to be even, I think, more of a problem than in basketball because there's it, so many more guys on a football team. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that left tackle just decide not to block one game. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know? Fuck that. That thirty five sounds sounds sweet. But so so what's your feelings on? I mean, do you think it's more pros than cons? I think there's um definitely more pros than cons for uh pro sports. For college sports, I feel like it, it, it's definitely gonna be a problem. <laughs> because they don't pay their athletes. Yeah, I and I feel like maybe that's something that it may be with some of the income coming in from this because the leagues are working on them getting some sort of cut yeah, um, yeah. from, you know, the institutions and everything. I think it would be the perfect time to maybe discuss how much uh, the cut that the players would get out of that. And, you know what I mean, if they couldn't find any way to pay them out of the billions and billions they were making before, uh, you know, yeah. They, they, maybe they might have a little bit more incentive now with more bread. Or they're probably just going to be like, hey, this is more money for us. Yeah, probably. Probably. Probably because they greedy motherfuckers. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... They probably still raise tuition next year. That's going to go up regardless, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could bet on that. You could bet on that, motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, for the athletes, you know, they don't have to worry about tuition because, you know, their, 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 their schooling is paid for, quote-unquote. Yeah, exactly. They, they just got smoked that red. They're, they're student athletes, bro. Yeah, they just got smoked that red. Yeah. And that's what I'm definitely not doing. Definitely not doing. You know what I mean? I got to like that Keisha. Yeah. You fuck with Keisha? Not that Reggie. Yeah. But I but I hear you, you, you're more into like the sticky menages, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For those that don't know, you know what I'm saying? The stickiest menage is when you have two to three different types of marijuana that you congregate together inside of one marvelous Dutch. Right. Right? And then, but if you, it's a level pack sticky menage, you know what I'm saying? Because my favorite rapper once said he loves the marijuana orgy sticky menages, you know what I'm saying? When you get past the sticky menage and it's more a marijuana orgy sort of thing, we like to call that gumbo around these parts, you know what I'm saying? Right, gumbo. Mix them and cook them in the pot like gumbo, you know what I mean? They're not ready. They're not, they not ready. They're not ready for the NWA quotes that you get on the Ground and Pound podcast. They're not ready for this OG motherfucking gumbo phenomenon coming through your motherfucking speakers. You know, pleasure in your ears and whatnot. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, are, are the Cavaliers ready? That, that's the question of today. Are the Cavaliers ready to fucking play some basketball? They're definitely going to be ready to play some basketball because I, I, I have a feeling LeBron has coached them up. Yep. And I have a feeling the guys that wasn't making shots in Boston, they're going to come home, they're going to get some of that home cooking, and they're going to start making some shots. Hey, word. You think JR got a haircut? Um, I hope so. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I personally don't have uh, an interest in his hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not, you know, attracted to men or anything. If you are, that's cool. But what I did notice, though, you know, as has been being a married man, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. First series, a part of this year, you know, Jay, I was looking scruffed up. He was looking stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Like when the baby's standing up, then you ain't getting no motherfucking sleep. You marry, you can't chase no hoes no more. Yeah. Or none of that shit. And you know, JR's always the irrational confidence guy. Yeah, he's always got the swag pump and he's always got the confidence going. But what Earl. I remember from, from JR, Mr. Earl Smith Jr., his yeah. yearbook picture states under it, get chicks or die trying. Yeah. So I noticed, you know, we watched the Indiana series, first few games. He scruffed out. He got that married look. You know what I'm saying? He's he looking bummed out. He's looking down on himself, down on the fuck. And he can't score a bucket worth shit. I mentioned this, you know, to some people that I watched the game with. Next game, he came back, fresh mohawk, cut up, get bitches Earl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get bitches Earl dropped 20. We need getting bitches or die trying Earl to show up to that. So that's why I, I, I get on the importance of his haircut because him getting the haircut and, and yeah, you know I mean, looking like he might potentially go get some pussy tonight. Because when yeah. you marry, it's not, you would think it's more of a sure bet, but it's like more of a like 40, 60, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the later it gets in the day, the more time it might be like a nail ache or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go to bed early. <laughs> yeah, so you know he had to get he had to get on his thing. I'm anticipating him to go see his barber at home. You know, in Cleveland. Yeah. And, and come ready to play and impress some girls today. But other than uh, <laughs> get bitches out die trying to Earl. <laughs> they need other players to show up as well and make some shots. For sure. But when I say this, before we move on, do you always play better at the park when girls is watching? Um. Yeah, I, I, I say did. I a little bit better. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm going a little hard. I'm not young trying to get embarrassed in front of the honey. I, I'm, a, I'm at least trying harder. I mean, you know, I might have an off day with the jump shot, but I'm at least trying harder. Oh, yeah, and my defense harder because, like I said, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't trying to get embarrassed. In yeah, front of the honey. You know what I'm saying? No. You definitely not getting no numbers when you just got crossed up and left out by the three point line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, I agree with you. And that's how the young me thought and stuff. But then as I got older, I realized like like chicks like that don't really give a shit if you play good on the basketball court or not, because they have no idea what's going on. They, 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 they don't. You know what I mean? They don't care about the pick and rolls and anything, but they understand baskets. You know what I'm saying? They definitely understand dunk and oh, yeah. shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely understand if you got dunked on and shit like that. But yeah. I'm just saying, as long as you, as long as you just kind of scoring and stuff and doing some shit, like they ain't gonna be like, damn, you played like shit today. They just be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't want to get embarrassed. though. one thing I think all. All chicks or non-sports fans know that basketball is not supposed to be played on the ground. So, if, if you get your ankles broke and you end up on the floor, I might not know much about this sport, but I know that's not supposed to happen. 
And um, really, all sports are not supposed to be played on the ground, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you on the ground, why the hell are you on the ground, boy? For sure. But, you know, uh, my girl seen James Harden, what he did to Wesley Johnson earlier this year. Yeah. And left him on the ground, and they just stared at him for about five to ten seconds. And then when his teammate tried to come over and put a hand up, just shoot a jumper in his mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, my girl found that funny. You know, she didn't know much about, you know, what the move was called or anything. But it was funny as shit. It can be entertaining. <laughs> For sure. But, yeah, I, I mean, in the playoffs, regular season too, though, uh, you know, role players do tend to play better at home. At home. Um. LeBron definitely came out more aggressive last game. Um, yeah. I, I think still... I think LeBron needs to really find a balance between game one and game two where he isn't taking every shot in the first quarter and not taking no shots in the first first quarter either. There's got to be a point where he, he shoots, but also, like, gets George Hill maybe a bucket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. George Hill's playing, like, 35 minutes and only getting four shots up. I, I, I don't even know if he, if he even knows how to shoot anymore. Is his, is his arm broken? Yeah, nah, but he's been having back spasms, which I had one of those shits yesterday, and they are a bitch. They are a bitch. See, he's he's not healthy. He's got to get he's got to get his body right. But I think I, I think Tyron Lou for one, my is, fucking is, nemesis. It's got to be like a better coach than he is right now. Yeah, like again, like I was saying before, I don't understand. When he found the lineup, which was Tristan, Kevin Love at the four, LeBron at the three, but effectively being the point guard, Corver and Jr. Yeah, has been the best lineup for them in the playoffs. They murdered Toronto with that lineup game two, games two through four. You know what I'm saying? Game one was a nail biter. Went to overtime. They barely squeaked it out. And you know how the Indiana series went. But that lineup had been the, the the best lineup. And then, of course, you can, you know, put in waves of George Hill, Clarkson, different people to take some of the ball handling responsibility away from LeBron or what have you. But I don't – like I said before, he does too many fucking lineup changes. Like, he tries to fucking outsmart his damn self. Like, Yeah, my only issue with that, with that lineup in this series, because it's a different series. Right. In, in the Toronto series, as far as, like, guys, like – Doing stuff with the ball, you had DeRozan and Lowry. You didn't really have to worry about like Serge Ibaka trying to create plays and shit. Now, the guys on Boston, like Horford, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Marcus Smart, like all these guys can dribble and do a little bit of shit. And you can't really hide Corver and J.R. Smith and Kevin Love all at the same time on the court. Well, you don't need to hide J.R. J.R. over the last couple of years has become a, a, a good defender. He, he's, a, he's a good defender. Well, here's the thing. When he when he's making buckets, he's a much better defender. When he's not making True buckets, he, he does do some dumb shit on defense. It, it does it does fluctuate depending on how his jumper's falling. I will, get, I, will, I will attest to that. I will give you that. But Kyle Korver and Kevin Love, you definitely got to feel like you got to hide them on defense a little bit, especially on the perimeter, and you trying to do some switches and things get caught up on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They, like, they can't guard those guys one-on-one at all. Right, but I mean – So, I feel like George Hill needs to be a part of the lineup because defensively I like him a lot. But I just feel like they do need to start Tristan Thompson because he can switch a little bit on the perimeter. Yeah. Get hand up. Yeah, he did, he, 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 he did a pretty good job on 
you know, Steph on a lot of those switches, you know, in the finals, as good as you can do on Steph, and Steph will just pull up from 35. Like, I can't get around you. I'll just pull up from here. Yeah. It's bear shoot. But <laughs> he was doing just as, about as good a job as a center could do exactly. uh, when he got switched on him. So you need to find minutes for him. And he can get you offense rebounds, you know, create create more uh, possessions on, on offense for you guys, keep the ball out of the Celtics' hands, on, you know what I mean, so they can't score. Yeah. The ball. Exactly. But my point, though, like we, were talking, we were talking the other day. Yeah, for sure. Ground around. Ground around. Um, we were talking the other day, though, and we were talking about Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? And how we would probably dare him to pretty much beat us from the perimeter. You know, so. Yeah. I, want I, to see I mean, I would put, you know, Corver, you know, on him or something, you know. Here's and, what I would do. Because I want LeBron to rest. I put LeBron on him. Like, they'd always put Kobe on Rondo. Like, yeah. here's your chance to rest on defense. Play underneath all these screens. Give him 5, 10 feet. If he going to beat us with 20-footers, I, I guess we're going to tip our hats and Marcus Smart and be like, you beat us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and now you don't have no excuses for why you ain't being aggressive on offense because you've taken the defensive side off now, my, my G. <laughs> we need you to go get buckets for yourself and your teammates. Get some of these guys some open threes. Right. Attack. Right. So that's how I would play it, you know. Get, get, yeah. that, get that LeBron attacking them, taking to the basket, get to the free throw line, getting guys open threes. Yeah, you know, and I really – I mean, I would at least – I would try running that lineup at least and see how it would run with the Corbett J.I. I mean, one of them's in the starting lineup anyway and getting switched yeah. on Tatum or Brown or something anyway. But I would I would kind of wait till um till Boston goes to like the bench like when they bring in like a Baines or somebody too, and then you you can really run a lineup like that I think a lot better because Baines can't do anything with the ball. You could totally hide Kevin Love on him all day. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, but uh, I like the way Cleveland's offense operated a lot better. Um during that Toronto series when they were playing that lineup and running a lot of LeBron post-ups and LeBron post-plays and everything like that. Um, and, with, you know, effectively those shooters out there around them or, you know, sometimes they switched it up and had, you know, George Hill out there with Love at the five, LeBron at the four, and those, and those three. So yeah. I'm not seeing LeBron in the post enough. I mean – Boston has some athletic guys, but they they still got their their young man bodies. <laughs> they got their grown man bodies. He's trying to get uh, by them with speed right now, and yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the way he should be trying to play this. Exactly, I thought he need, he needs to get big on them. He he needs yeah. to go go savage mode, beast mode, beast mode. Where he, he needs to take them down the block and eat their food. Exactly. I bet someone like a savage today too. From from actually from the food I ate. Oh yeah. I had like a chicken omelet. Okay. And it was good, but I'm grumbling on it, and I'm like, you know, what type of bullshit is this? Like, who who wraps someone up in their children with cheese um, and, and, and devours them? I don't know. Like, like, it's one thing to eat the chicken. It's one thing to eat the egg, you know, separately. But to, to wrap the mother in this child before you eat it, it just kind of seems abnormally savage and cruel. 
it's certain parts of the world are seen as um, a, a delicacy, I guess. I, I see. I like the way you think. That's why I fucked with you, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why you're the pound to my ground, bro. Ground pound. Ground pound. That that didn't uh that didn't sound appropriate though. We are we gonna check the pound to the ground um statement <laughs> out of the podcast. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Take that. Take that right on out. Yeah, you might want to take the next few plays off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than uh the game three in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals going on, we do have uh we did get the lottery results the other day. Yeah. Some interesting teams that are picking in the top 10. Yeah. That kind of caught my interest. That could be making some power moves this summer to really, you know, better their roster, take it to the next level. Right, right. And one of them was Philadelphia. For sure. Number 10, right? Number 10. Yeah. I mean, you keep that pick. You could get another young player you could put with Ben uh, Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid and Kind of keep building that young core, or maybe you can uh, you can trade that player, and you can bring in a veteran to help you take it to that next level. Because the East is wide open. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think they need, and uh, it it makes it. it, Yeah, they they like I said they've been they've been on that LeBron wagon all year. Um, Supposed to billboards and shit every time he comes to town. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's enduring in one aspect. On the other one, they yeah. kind of seem like the chick from Wedding Crashers. You know what I'm saying? Like stage five clinger type shit. Stage five clinger, clinger yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I really like, feel like the best fit for the 76ers, though, would be Paul George. and you know, Like some sort of sign and trade. Yeah. Because yeah. Paul George can bring that defense. He, he's a, he's, he can be a spot-up shooter. He can also do some stuff with the ball in his hands too, be like a second hander, second ball handler for that team. So Ben Simmons don't got to do it all. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of what LeBron wants to do. I mean, he stated that he wants to be uh, off the ball a little more going for you know forward in his career. So Philly too, uh, yeah, that or Houston, you know, they have an abundance of a ball. Houston does. To where you know it takes his responsibility down, lets him rest, yeah. you know more too. So because dribbling, uh, dribbling the ball thirty feet from the basket, uh, every possession, setting up pick and rolls and everything, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that tenth pick though, how they end up with the tenth pick again? That's the Lakers pick, right? Yeah. Is that from the Bynum deal still? I believe that is from the the Steve Nash trade. They sent it to Phoenix. And then Phoenix sent it to them, or I don't—I don't remember how it got to them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how far ahead motherfuckers will trade away their draft picks sometimes. <laughs> when it comes up, you know, like, like you said, a shipment moved about five fucking times. And yeah. well, the Lakers—they uh, protected it for a couple years, like top three and stuff like that. And they kept on getting the second pick in the draft, so they kept—they kept the pick for a couple years in a row. And I think right. this year—I think this year it was. Uh, if it landed like in the top five, Boston was gonna have it, and if it didn't, Philly was gonna get it. I don't know. It's a lot of shit going on with that pick, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot, a lot of, a lot of fine print. Yeah, I really can't keep 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 track of all these movements, bro. <laughs> I just know that Philly got it now, and <laughs> yeah, get a good player with it or trade it or something. Yeah, but they they two were the most intriguing 
of, I'd say, the lottery picks to me, too, because, you know, Fultz is out three months, like, uh, I think he only played, like, the last 13 games or so of the regular season. I, I heard the Monsters, like, stole his game. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, first he, sh- he hurt his shoulders somehow trying to change his shooting motion. Even though it was like scoring like twenty five a game in college, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. looked like he had a decent jump shot. I don't know that he didn't have like the Lonzo Ball fucking flea flicker shot, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that shit it, yeah. that he does. He was <laughs> making, I think, making making like forty percent in college. Yeah, but he took someone's advice and tried to change his shooting motion and fucked up his shoulder, and then for further, furthermore, fucked up his confidence. He played like. He, he, I mean, he played pretty decent in the few regular game, season games that he played. I think he got a triple-double okay. in one game on, like, a 13-10-10, not a major, but you know what I mean? For his first few games, he looked all right. But the playoff run, he didn't hardly get no burn. They had, like, no use for him. Because so, uh, you can't really play him with Ben Simmons together because neither one of them can shoot a lick. Exactly. I mean, he has a little mid-range shot, but his perimeter shot is all fucked up from the Mothar still in his fucking game, basically. So, but he has still potential. He's young as fuck. You know, he still has potential. Um, and I think he, it, it, it brings up some pretty intriguing options that they have around that pick, like you said. I mean, they could package that pick, and there's a lot of talk of them trying to get, you know, maybe two veterans, maybe LeBron and then maybe, you know, Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. Because he's definitely even the Spurs, correct? I, I mean, it seems, ir- it, like, uh, irreconcilable. <laughs> um, yeah. Their situation, for whatever reason, it, it's weird as fuck. Uh, Shit like that don't happen to the Spurs in my generation, Ace. I don't know what's going on with these millennial Spurs. It's crazy, too, because Kawhi, of course, seemed like the perfect fit to carry on that Spurs. I feel like like there's some people in in Kawhi Leonard's ear like, dude, you need to go to a bigger market. You need to be a bigger star. Yeah, and his uncle has took over his uh, management team now. Um, Never a good sign when your uncle is taking over your business. (laughs) Yes, probably not a good idea. You probably need to get a professional, Kawhi. Like, that's my professional opinion. Yeah. But, you know, as quiet and unassuming as he, he you know, is, it, it was them being at odds this whole year has been kind of crazy. But, you know, for the people that, I guess, maybe been under a rock and not know the situation, he kind of had a quad injury. Um, you know, he doesn't over, feel healthy. Yeah, but the quad injury is something that you normally people. It, it's not like a season fucking long ordeal. You know what I mean? Healing from the fucking a quadriceps tendon injury, but for whatever reason, the team cleared him to play. He came back after only missing nine games, but he said it didn't feel right. He still has some other yeah. feelings in it. His management team encouraged him to get second opinions. When his doctors, they don't. No one knows particularly what the fuck is wrong with his quad. I, I do feel like I, I'm on the I'm on Kawhi's side with this. If he does not feel right, he shouldn't go out there and play. Right. Because and he knows his body better than anyone else does. Right. But could it, it be a little bit of that? 
Could it be a little bit of that Derrick Rose syndrome, though? I mean, it could be. Like, where you are right, bro, and it's just in your head type shit, bro. But he's also got a big contract coming up where he can get a lot of fucking money. And I got to think, guys are looking at what happened to Isaiah Thomas when he tried to play through that hip injury, and he cost himself like $100 million, and guys are like, hey, I don't want to do that shit to my career, bro. True that, true that, because he's his fucking fall from grace. <laughs> that shit has yeah. been quick and uh, painful. Yes, you don't want you don't want to do, be the next Isaiah Thomas. Right. No. Yeah. So, no. but here's here's an idea. Besides maybe going to Philly, what if what if he got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers? Who Kawhi? Kawhi. Kawhi to the Lakers for Ingram, Luol Dang, and Kuzma. That's 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 pretty that's pretty interesting. Um and then you sign Paul George and LeBron, and then you got Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but I don't think I think it's gonna take more from the Lakers to pull that off though. The, the Spurs have been quoted saying it's gonna take like a King's Hall to to get Kawhi. Um, I think they still want him, so yeah, yeah, I, mean, I guess there's a chance too that I mean they could repair things there. But if I'm the Spurs, just... I just offer him that big extension because they can offer more than anyone else. But like, here's that five year extension. Sign it, or we'll trade you. <laughs> but no one can pay you like this right now, bro. Yeah, no, exactly. But uh, I think they're positioning themselves well. They're not, you know, like some teams. When they have these situations, they'll come out in the media and say they're looking or the trade or you know some shit, and then you, you don't get anywhere near value. <laughs> yeah, for for the player. I mean, you you never used to get equal value when you trade a superstar player. Yeah, yeah, of, of Kawhi's caliber. But you know, some sometimes when you when you tilt your hand and show your hand too much, you just end up with like complete shit. Yeah, <laughs> utter shit. Yeah, which, which is which is no good. But shit. No. But yeah, and, and then Cleveland too. I uh, they feel like they got kind of the shit into the stick uh, this time around after um, getting like three out of four number one picks <laughs> during the span that uh, LeBron went to college in Miami and shit. Yeah, he got and, his degree from uh, Rilo University. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they got the eighth pick. And I know they were holding up a lot of things with that pick. Yeah, <laughs> just holding on to that pick. Um, they could have possibly got DeAndre Jordan or maybe Blake Griffin or some other player, um, you know, around the trade deadline. And, uh, yeah, I, I just – I still I think they can they can do stuff with the eighth pick because the eighth pick has value. Yeah. Especially in today's NBA because you don't have to pay the, these draft picks any money, like peanuts. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be some team that would be like, oh, yeah, we can save a lot of money and get a good player on a cheap contract. We'll send you blah, 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 whatever the fuck, go send them. <laughs> yeah, what else is interesting, too, what I just thought of was talking about all the Philly trade options. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be knocking at San Antonio's door with a with a with a that number eight Tristan package, maybe even number eight and Kevin Love package in Kawhi. Kawhi. 
But if you can keep Kevin Love and, and you can somehow package anything else but LeBron and Kevin Love for Kawhi Leonard, I think you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Take every, anything every, on a roster, <laughs> San Antonio, whatever you want. Yeah, every everything else is a fucking go. Everybody else is fucking disabled. <laughs> Take everybody. Take like, we'll everybody. We'll trade you ten guys, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, we'll give you Tristan and his kids. Yeah, and the Kardashian clan. Yeah, all take all that shit. Yep, which includes Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn, I don't know, bro. See, you might have fucked up the deal. You might, you gotta, you gotta leave some shit unmentioned. You know what I'm saying? That, that, I really that feel part, like he'd be big in San Antonio, bro. That part could have been in the in the, in the fine print. But I feel like Kanye's over in San Antonio, man. I make hate America it. great again. I really feel like they they want to make America great again down there. Yeah, hey, you might be on the sun actually. I mean, they are a red state. <laughs> you know, they, they are a red state. You know, he can start doing some country music, country samples in his music. Yeah, yeah, I think he's hey. great again. Yeah, the Kanye Luke Ryan motherfucking collab. Yeah, I, I can see it now, bro. Yeah. I think we just changed not only the basketball world, but we just changed the music world. She thanked my track, the sex said, when I'm mowing along. Yeah, I could see Kanye sitting on a John Deere, just straight stunting on the John Deere. You know what I mean? You got motherfucking Toby Keith driving that bitch. Yeah. And he got the grills flossing, you know what I'm saying, with some loafers and some motherfucking – with some some uh, Dwayne Wade high water pants, no socks on loafers, straight shy town shit. Yeah, I think they need to do that with the Red Solo Cup remix. Red Solo Cup remix, you know that's my shit. Yeah, I mean you that's everyone's shit. Yeah, yeah. I you feel can't like go- all of America agrees that Red Solo Cups are fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go on the Red Solo Cups. They they're sturdy, sturdy. they're durable, made for great beer pong. And they're they're trustworthy, you know. And they're fucking American. America. And this that's what ground and pound is about. Fucking America. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Coming again to say the motherfucking day. Yeah. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. I've been watching I've been watching Independence Day today too. So I'm feeling like uh extra period uh patriotic and shit. Yeah. So you're doing like you're doing like a, a red and white blue red white and blue like gumbo mix of the a, a weed today. Nah, there's no white in inside my Dutch, bro. That's that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no there's no woolies here. Um, there's, there's no Raekwon in the cream video. Uh, eyes bleeding. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we we don't. Nah, it's we just, don't condone such activities. Nah, it's, but it is good old American grown, I believe, because we have a lot more growers in America now. Uh, I believe it's just some American weed. So you're, saying you're hitting that Rocky Mountain High? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Not yeah, and uh, actually, though, this is not. This is still, I forgot. This is some of that motherfucking, uh, that, that Royal OG. And I got from Prince Charles covered. Okay. Out there. I told you they got they got the they wasn't up on the electric slide. They kinda of behind on their dance moves, but they got some trombolicious out here though. Next level weed game. Yeah, next 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 level. 
You know what I'm saying? Some shit niggas ain't even seen before. That's why I'm I'm practically stuttering right now. I'm high so, as shit. Is it safe to say that's the shit that Andre 2000s was smoking since like the 90s, right, bro? Oh, yeah. You mean when he came out with the rainbow feather pants and the sh- shoulder pads with no shirt nor jersey on? Yeah. And like a skateboard helmet? I don't even know what type of helmet. It wasn't a football helmet. I thought he had a helmet on, though. Right? He's, he's worn many helmets in many videos, bro. Um, I think, yo, it, it, who would have thought that, like, the way that he looked now, like, that's that's pretty much fashion these days. Like, I swear I saw somebody wearing that shit at the ball, though. He, he, he was ahead of his time, bro. You know what I mean? I think I might get me a 4th of July outfit, something like that. And just be stunting on him? Just stunting on the hoe, you know what I'm saying? Stunting on the hoe. Lighting like, bottle rockets out the out the moon roof. You know what I mean? You know, just be start buying like women's clothes because you bought everything in the men's department already. You know, type of shit. Nah, that's European, man. That's not really American. I'm not. I can't. I I just wanted to wear the shoulder pads and no shirt, really. Okay. That that's 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 what I really wanted. I to mean, do. if you hit up Dick's Sporting Goods, I'm sure they got like shoulder pads. Yeah, they just maybe paint a flag on my stomach or something. American flag. Of course, of course. And a ground and pound flag, you know what I'm saying? Hey, little yeah. GP flag, you know what I'm saying? Need to, get, need to get, like, you know, our faces on, on that flag. Yeah, you got to throw that out there. You know, because that's just marketing one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. But the, the film's talking about the draft, though, it was interesting to me, though, too. I, I hadn't seen some of the, the top three picks. It seemed like they hadn't been that high in forever, <laughs> even though they've been sucking for forever. Uh, Phoenix, and, <laughs> Phoenix and Sacramento? Yeah. <laughs> like, Atlanta hasn't been sucking forever. They were just in the Eastern Conference Finals like three years ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to exclude them, but, I mean, I mean, I Sacramento, was, the last time Sacramento was good, like, Chris Webber was on the team. Yeah, Mike Bibby. That's like 2002, I think. Yeah, Vladi Divac was he's their GM now. Yeah, he was he's probably not very good at his job though, bro. Yeah, I don't I don't think he is. But I mean, it could potentially be good for them. I mean they traded I think they got uh you know, decent pieces. Of course you're not again, like we said, when you trade a superstar or star caliber player like cousins, you know, you tend to get equal value. Yeah. But Buddy Hill, they got a couple nice little pieces. I think another pick or something. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein was on the come up. And yeah. they could potentially, I mean, depending on what Phoenix does, now, get, if get you're another Phoenix center, now, pretty much to, you know what I mean, take Cousins' place, the top center they could potentially get. You mean, if you're you Phoenix, who do you take with that first pick, bro? It's, t- it's tough, man. Um they kind of, I don't know. They were they were guard heavy out there for a while, picking fucking point guards. You know what I'm saying? From they traded, got Bledsoe. They had Dragic. They had Isaiah like all on the roster at the same fucking time with like Brandon Knight and shit too. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you know, point guard is probably the most valuable position or, or competitive position right now in the league. I think I would go with the big man though. And Josh Jackson, and you got Booker, and you know what I mean. You can probably get a decent, serviceable point guard. I haven't yeah. um, I haven't watched uh, much about this this kid they're talking about from Serbia. Yeah, 
but the, the, like the, he's kind of like uh, he's six eight, two thirty, kind of like a playmaker, sort of like in the LeBron James mold, if you will, like a point forward. Yeah, I, yeah, but I have to say, especially at the point guard spot, though, I don't know. It seemed like the European point guards take a little bit while to like adjust to the American game, maybe the speed or what. Like Rubio is nasty, you know what I mean, for Spain and the Olympics and all that. But yeah, I mean, he, he got to to Minnesota was kind of marginal, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he came over. I think he came over like two years after he was drafted, and that Minnesota team was kind of trash, bro. Yeah, and then so is the Phoenix team. That's what I mean. It's uh, I mean, they seem like I don't know, just to me, and I mean, maybe we have to look up some stats to justify this, but it, it just seems like to me, off the top of my head, like like the big men or you know the stretch fours have a better translation a little bit. It seems like than than the guards typically do. Maybe. You know, like you're like your dirt. You know, you got the Greek freak. You got KP, Christos Porzingis. Um, and I guess his guard, you got, got Rubio and Drogic, which are, I guess they're pretty good players. I think Drogic made an all-star team once or was close, but yeah. uh, it seemed like they took a couple few years to kind of pan out. Well, if you're Phoenix, you, I think you've got time to wait a few years for someone to pan out if you get like a home run. Yeah, true. Like you're not in a hurry to be good next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always just iffy talking to foreign players, I guess, because, you know, with us not being real scouts, you know what I'm saying, and getting to take, yeah. like, trips over there, we don't see very much footage of them. We usually get to see them doing some fucking drills, like doing post moves on chairs and shit. I but, do know that uh, he's been competing, like, against grown men for the last, like, couple years. Yeah. Now, yeah, one, one, one dude, though, now that I've been thinking about this, just going back a little bit, I mean, he's obviously been in the league forever now, but... Tony Parker was a young point guard out of you know out of France. Came over straight from the pros in France at nineteen and was catching rack. You know what I mean? He was doing it, but he played for Pop too. Yeah, <laughs> but also why I brought up the guy from Serbia is because the new coach of the Phoenix Suns just coached him overseas. Like that was his coach. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Coached him to a championship. In uh, one of the leagues over there, so I'm thinking yeah, how he much might I draft pay attention him. to the Phoenix Suns is I thought uh, uh, Watson was still their fucking coach. <laughs> they fired him like four games into the season, I think, this past year. <laughs> Bro, who knows? Like, who who cares who was coaching Phoenix this year? Like, did it, it doesn't matter. Did they were matter? irrelevant. Where, so why they do that to that man? Then you just gonna cut off that man' paychecks and shit? For no fucking reason. Like, what are you doing? What are, what are we doing out here? Hey, when you fire him, though, he's still getting paid, Ace. He just doesn't have to do anything for the money. Oh. that was guaranteed, though. Oh, yeah. So it's like the American dream, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, carry on. Free money. <laughs> Who wouldn't take free money in the words of the great ODB? Not anyone I know. Nah, me, me, me neither. I never met a man with enough money. Or enough hoes. That, that's for sure. I'll second that. <laughs> Ground and pound. Ground and pound. Yeah. We out here. But, yo, we, we about an hour away from game three, man. And um, I'm predicting the Cavs are going to win tonight. Make it two to one. If they don't, 
then the it, series they, is over. They get swept. Wow, bro. If they wow. lose tonight, they get swept. That I, I'm I'm with you, and that shit is gonna be sad. And I mean, I guess it's better off for them. I don't. Me and some guys was talking about this in a 2K party again. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's pretty much my barbershop talk. You know what I mean? But I get to go to the barbershop every fucking day, you know? So we talked for a lot in the party. Yeah, some people kind of think, LeBron, you're not going to say he's throwing games or trying to lose. Yeah. But he can find a way to get his stats and get some extra buckets that don't matter, you know, and make it look, you know. Those empty calories? Is that what you're saying, bro? Empty fucking calories. You know what I mean? And I I don't think he wants another loss on his finals record. I I think he's kind of dodging that right now. You bring up an interesting point because I see people say this, you know, on ESPN. I think Stephen A. said it the other day that LeBron wants to lose in the conference finals and not in the finals because it will hurt his legacy. And I really feel like – Either way, you losing. Like I don't see what the, the 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 effect to LeBron's legacy is. I mean, he's a top three player at this point, right? Regardless. I mean, I, yeah, I, I would I would put him there, but the LeBron contrarians or LeBron haters, that's the one thing that they they're I bent on. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean they're hell bent on Jordan six zero Finals record. I mean, I heard Shannon Sharp bring it up. I thought it was a valiant point. And he said, like, what happened to other years of Jordan's career? Like, he, he lost. <laughs> he either lost, you know what I mean, it, 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 the playoffs or not lost or didn't make the playoffs or yeah. what have you. He didn't but, win a championship. Yeah. At the end, well, end of the day, it's all about championships or no championships to me. Like, no one's going to, like, no one looks back and be like, uh, he lost in the finals that year. He's be like, damn, he made the finals nine straight years or whatever fuck it is. Like, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. That shit ain't going to happen again. And the thought of him not being in the finals right now is pretty fucking crazy. It's like a tradition like none other. Like, fuck the Masters. LeBron in the finals is a tradition. Yeah, that that's what happened. Like, I, I, when is the last – I think the last finals he wasn't in was uh, – uh, 2010, Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, Lakers-Celtics, exactly. And – they had the Lakers and the Celtics in it, so like it was must see TV because you had the two top like, teams. Like my like my youngest son has not been alive for a finals that didn't feature LeBron James. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I mean, his his run has definitely been uh, 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 one to be highly highly commended and probably not going to be done for a long fucking time unless the well, cheat code Warriors defeat injury. They ain't going to make the finals nine straight years, man. I'm telling yeah, you that right now. <laughs> you know, if they don't, if, if somebody get hurt, you know? Not even if somebody don't, I'm saying if nobody get hurt, like I, nine straight finals is, is is crazy for one for just one team to do. Yeah, I mean, he did do it between, you know, two, two different teams. teams. But, like, yeah, teams. but like, especially in the Western Conference, like, you got all these teams loading up for you. Every year. Like, Houston isn't trying to win a championship. They're just trying to beat Golden State. That was their goal. <laughs> like, we just want to beat Golden State. But it's not all the teams. Like, the Western guys is good, but nobody thought anybody but Houston could beat them unless somebody was hurt. So nobody, like, nobody else in the West is 
fucking with them. They just fodder. It's just filler. You know what I'm saying? So no one picked Houston to win the the Western Conference Finals. There's not one person. No, maybe I'm that. But what I'm saying is, like you were saying that all the teams in the West, because you know the West is the better conference. They have a lot of good teams, and how they're loading up to beat the Warriors. Yeah. And I'm I'm just saying that there's not all these teams loading up to beat the Warriors. Like there's right. nobody that stands a chance but one team, which is Houston. And unless that changes by like. You know, four other superstars getting together on one of those teams or coming up on one of those teams. I don't see nobody but Houston standing in their way to get into the finals for the next presumable couple of years, at least. It, it depends on. I mean, there's some teams that can can, can get better because they like Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans. Like when you have a, to me, one of the top three players in the league. I think Anthony Davis is like, you can make some moves and you can get better really quickly. Yeah, but they're going to have to – they're talking about, or I don't know. I, I don't say they're talking about, but DeMar, DeMarcus Cousins has unfollowed the New Orleans Pelicans on their social media um, pages, for whatever that means. He unfollowed their page? Yes. His quotes, when asked about it, was, he is a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. So – I think that uh, he's going to be leaving, <laughs> so yeah. uh, he's not going to be there. I mean, they did pretty good without him when he went. He's coming off the you know torn Achilles. I gotta be honest. I think they're better off with Anthony Davis playing at center as much as he doesn't want to do it because that just makes him dangerous. Yeah, I'm with you, but my thing is like they're going to have to get a Paul George, and I don't, I just I don't know about them because for one, I've I like True Holiday's game. I like him since he was in Philly. You know what I mean? But yeah. he's kind of injury prone, and you can't really, like, depend on him as counting as him. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a big three kind of thing or, or, or anything like that. I mean, I, I guess we have to see what they can do or if they can lure a free agent there. You know what I mean? To play alongside Anthony Davis. That's, yeah. that's the only thing. Him by himself. They just did. That's who the Warriors played last round, and it's pretty much easy money. Yeah, because right now they they don't have all the horses they need. Yeah, but, I mean, like, game one, they didn't even have Steph, bro. And watching the game, it's a four-point game. And then um, the Warriors proceeded to go on a 28-4 run, and the game is just fucking over. (laughs) It's fucking over. Like, I'm telling you, man, dude is on cheat code. And what are the Blazers going to do with Lillard and McCollum? Because they got beat down in the first round, swept. Yeah. But had a, like, uh, a overachieving regular season. So it was, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was crazy. I didn't expect them to get their hats handed to them like they did in that sweep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I could see. I didn't pick them. That I would have picked the Pelicans to to maybe pull it out, but in six or seven, like they just got handled. And Rondo and True Holiday just were able to take Lillard and McCollum off their their rhythm totally. I'll be honest. I thought if if the Blazers played the Warriors just matchup wise, healthy Blazers team with Steph being kind of half injured, I think that was a team that could have really pushed them in the second round. Yeah, I pushed them to six, but uh, 
I, I just think I don't know. They they got some up, other up and comers at uh, their center. Yeah. Uh, what's his name is escaping me right now. I keep wanting to Ner- call him Nerfitz. Yeah, Nerfitz. He's yeah. uh yeah he's he's pretty decent uh, rebounder up top. They just they need to they they if they get one more piece if they can lure a pause for it's one creation. I mean, but I'm getting rid of those two. Uh, you know, I think they could. Uh, you know, potentially do some damage. They may not need to break them up yet. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, teams overachieved since since Aldridge left last year. You know what I mean? And making the playoff run both years uh, when probably the teams you know in that loaded Western Conference, you probably wouldn't have picked them, especially last year, to to even be in the playoffs. So, and then you know, as we started with talking about Kawhi Leonard, like the whole if he stays on the Spurs with Lamarcus Aldridge, like they could add a piece, and then they could be right back in the upper echelon of the West. You know what I mean? Exactly. They're but, a completely different team with Lamar, uh, Kawhi Leonard on it. Exactly, but that but that relationship seems to be fractured. It doesn't seem like it's going in a good direction. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Exactly. But. Exactly. Uh, but I'm going in a good direction right now because I'm going all the way up. Yeah, me, I'm telling you, this my fucking royal OG, my G. Yeah, like, yeah. this shit's some fuego. Straight fuego. And I think we just going to ride out on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just going to float away on this, this royal OG fuego train. Hashtag royal wedding. We in the building. Word. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Subscribe to the podcast. We're out about. We're out about.